there's been a lot of interest in and in, in descriptions of pleiotropic or non-LDL effects for a number of statins. And there's been quite a bit of discussion, are those really important? Are they more important than LDL? Are they additive to LDL? So I conceived of this project to really look at the statin trials and compare them to ways to lower LDL, such as diet, bile acid sequestrants, and surgery. The idea being that if it's only the lipid lowering which is important, mm-hmm. then you should see the same benefits right. in all of these trials. But if pleiotropic effects are more important, then you see an added benefit in the right. statin trials. Right. So the risk benefits should be better in the statin trials. So we took a look for all the trials that lowered LDL primarily, though they had to be placebo-controlled, except for the diet studies, of course, randomized trials where coronary events were the primary endpoint. So we did not include the angiographic trials. And what we wanted to do was compare statins to other things that primarily lowered LDL. So we looked at diet. There were some bile acid sequestrant studies and a surgery trial. How many trials did you end up with as being eligible for this analysis? We included 19 trials, of which 11 were statin trials. Well, now you've got one graph here where you're plotting LDL reduction against the uh, risk of uh, non-myocardial infarction and CHD death, and it looks to me pretty much like a straight line. It certainly is. When we plotted the statin trials, included the one-to-one relationships. In other words, a 1% reduction in LDL was associated with a 1% reduction in non-fatal MI and CHD death. We plotted a regression line for the non-statin LDL-lowering trial. That line still included the one-to-one line. And so what we plotted here is the studies pooled, which very nicely shows a a pretty tight relationship between the meta-regression line and the one-to-one relationship between percent LDL reduction and percent uh, reduction in CHD events. So your conclusion from this would be that the pleiotropic effects really don't matter? Well, I think they don't clinically matter in the choice of LDL-lowering therapy because it just depends on how much you lower LDL. I suppose another way of looking at this would be to say that for a clinician who wants to get a patient's cholesterol down, Mm -hmm. then really all these different methodologies are equal in their impact on death and serious CV events. On non-fatal MI and CHD death, that's true. I mean, whether you know, there are always other safety issues, as we learned from field yesterday. Percent LDL reduction ends at 40%. So you know, some of the newer agents that lower LDL 60 or 70%, there is some suggestion maybe there's an attenuation. You know, I can't plot that till I have that data. Another question to be asked, I suppose, would be that if there are these pleiotropic effects of statins and they're not mattering, they're not translating into clinical outcomes, then... Why is this? It's CLDL stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice conclusion. I like that one. (laughs) You know, actually we found the same relationship for stroke, one relationship between LDL reduction and stroke. So it seems to be some effect on atherosclerotic progression that we're seeing here. So having said it's the LDL stupid, anything (laughs) else that you'd uh, you'd be pointing out to clinicians from this study? I think, you know, use the most effective agent you can. Certainly you have to be guided by safety issues. We have other agents, you know, the combinations of simvastatin and azidamide that are undergoing clinical trials. I I guess one still hasn't proven the safety issue until those results come out, but I don't see any reason why lowering LDL by whatever means is is not going to be additive and effective.